Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, what's it like? What's it like to see the moment? To feel yourself growing. This is greatness that I'm showing. Close your eyes, I'm still glowing. Close the door, I'm still going. This is grand business. Have a seat and be a witness. Hey, what's it like? It's about that time once again. Strictly Hoops with CJ Miles is live. You're, you're, you're. Another Thursday. Another great Thursday. Oh, another wonderful Thursday. It's a Everybody beautiful Thursday. Push, every button, subscribe, all those good things, you know. Exactly. How are we doing, sir? How are we doing? Second I'm recording doing this week. Second one, man. We working, right? Uh, doing good. Rainy day in San Antonio, but I'm good. I can't complain. I'm inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what were your takeaways from the the Yaka Pirtle interview we we did? Just so in case anyone missed it, we did speak to Yak a few days ago. And it's always good when, you know, a PR team, they, I was messaging with the person, you know, throughout our, our discussion. It was supposed to be like 15 to 18 minutes and then... They kept on saying, like, oh, I'll give you another few more minutes, give you a few more minutes, give you a few more minutes, because they saw that Yak was really enjoying himself. So it's always a, a nice feeling when you see that happen. Yeah. PR teams, they want to see their players show well and present well within uh, um, media forums. So it was cool that that uh, kept on going because it was like 26 minutes and Yak was awesome. I didn't even realize it was that long. That's crazy. Yeah. But um, yo, yeah, he was great. That's uh, He's a great guy, man. You know, I spent, obviously spent some time with him, but it was good to to know more and more of his story. Like I knew, you know, where he was from and the little, I knew the, the, the big points, right. Not the mm -hmm. details, like not that nobody played basketball and that he grew up in a volleyball family. Like I didn't know all of that. So like getting to see that and getting to hear that was pretty cool and getting yeah. to ask questions to share it is cool too. Mm. You got to get more players on the pod. That is a goal to get more, we do more that Raptors a, on. That is a goal. Um, Maybe I'll ask if uh, Miles Turner can come on. Might do that. Mm, yeah. yeah. I'll send a text too. Whenever you send it, I'll send a text too. I'll send it tomorrow. <laughs> no, it's 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 much easier when you when we come from when we make it when they help us yeah. make the time. You know. Yes. Uh, so yeah, in this episode, obviously, I mean, it's funny. A few weeks ago, we were talking like we didn't have too many games to to go off of, and uh, that won't be the problem going forward but then we get into a stretch now which I mean the Raptors I had pointed out on on Twitter a few days ago that they had played a whole bunch of games early in the season and now it's kind of being made up and so now it's like only uh one game every three days so uh since we talked to you last time they've played the Spurs and then they obviously they played the Dallas Mavericks and they've won both of those games um and last night was a fun performance man and I think we have to point out that the Mavericks, they were missing their starting center. And you can see how important it is that they have their starting center. Um, because when they don't, that paint is wide open. However, a win is a win. <laughs> a win is a win. And that's that's part of the game also. Like, you can't go in. You're mm -hmm. not going to win a game and then think, man, I feel bad for them. Like, I'm, no, <laughs> like there's, there's still Luka Doncic, still Kyrie Irving on the floor. They still have, That's a great team. It's going to be a really good team as the year progresses, right? That's a lot of talent on that team. You get Grant Williams coming over. You got uh, the young mm -hmm. fella, Jalen Hardy, coming off the bench. You got Tim Hardaway Jr. coming off the bench. A lot of pieces. Um, yeah. 
Derek um, uh, uh, Jones is playing really well in that starting lineup now. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of things that that are promising over there. So you don't you don't take that lightly just because they missed their guy. They weren't at full strength. They still have a lot of strength. Hundred percent. And yesterday they shot forty-one percent from three. Actually, so they shoot thirty-nine um, percent on the season. But they are second in attempts and I believe first in in makes. So they put up the threes. And yesterday you can see it. Like Luca was the only player that didn't shoot too well from three. I think he was two of ten. But everyone else you just mentioned, it was Derek Jones. It was Grant Williams. It was uh, it was uh, Tim Hardaway. That's his name. I was going to say Hardaway, Penny. Yeah, Shout out! They're opening up, man. A legend, a legend. Man, it's one of my favorite players growing up. Yeah, really? Why? I just so I wasn't always the person I was in the NBA. By the time I got to Toronto, I played more like that when I was younger. Mm, yes. So that the was my the real acceptance was, factor. Yes. Yeah. So that was my like that was my guy. Like that mm -hmm. was who that was one of the the guys I really really watched a lot. And I obviously like I loved Ray Allen too, which became a thing that helped me a lot coming later in my career, right? Um, but growing no, up, I, can, I wanted I can see I the similarities be, a little bit between your games. I see something there. I wanted to be Penny, like, and that was because yeah. I had a growth spurt. I always wanted to be a ball handler. I wanted to be a big guard because I was big early, so I couldn't really, you know, back then it wasn't like now. It wasn't the freedom. You're the biggest guy, you go into the basket, right? So like. <laughs> it was really hard to earn that right. So like I spent so much time just like working on that. And he was one of the guys that I just really kind of watched. Little Penny helped too. <laughs> Shout <laughs> out to Penny? Chris Rock. Little Penny, Little Penny, Chris Rock, the little, from the commercials, from the night commercials. The oh, little no. doll he had. Oh, like you got to look that up. Oh, I got to look it up. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm telling on myself right now. This isn't good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so in that second quarter, uh, it was actually that unit that featured uh, four bench players and Scotty Barnes that kind of tilted things for the Raptors. Chris Boucher hadn't played and uh, he had a DMP in the previous game against the San Antonio Spurs. This time around, it was Jalen McDaniels who didn't play, but Chris came in and he was locked, loaded, ready to go. But actually Man. everyone, Man. right? Malachi, Otto, Gary Trent Jr. They were all great today last night yeah yeah chris i mean but chris just stands out we were talking about it before like that game was high energy track me up and down guys flying around and for him to stand out in a game like that lets you know how hard he was playing and you see him make his first shot and he's locked in right he clapped he's emotional from the second he jumps in that game every play he makes he's he wanted to make a difference in that game last night you could tell that was on his mind from the second he got to that arena it was like i'm gonna change this game and he did that mm -hmm. After the game, he was on the podium and he he said a few things. It was hard to hear the questions in on the Raptors YouTube site, but I think he was asked about, you know, once again, being a DMP and how he felt about it. And, you know, he's preaching positivity. Uh, he mentioned that Young was has been really helpful over the past few days. Um, obviously, and this is why the Raptors bring in the vets, right? Garrett Temple, Thad oh. Young, it's these guys, they they play pivotal roles and keeping the team cohesion together. And you know how important that is. And with the Raptors, they're trying to, you know, turn the tide on last season where whatever happened, happened. So obviously just an example where Thad Young has been helpful for Chris Boucher. But then as, he, as soon as he comes in, he shoots the three. And then he's screaming, he's clapping, he loses yeah. his gum in the process. <laughs> I didn't see the gum part. But, but, it's, but two things with that, right? Like you said, the vets and their jobs, doing their jobs, even if it's not to play every night. 
It's being there during practice and workouts, keeping guys motivated. But it also speaks to what we talked about on an earlier podcast. It creates a demand when you have this talented roster like this, right? You have these guys who would play on another team. Chris Boucher mm-hmm. plays in another situation, another team. And in this situation, there's a lot of great guys. And right now he's not. But he knows now when he steps on that floor, he's he's got to go. He's got to yeah. bring those things to the tables that he has. He's got no time to, like, soak about it. He's got to be ready. He's got to continue to stay ready. And he's got to get out there and affect the game. And there's yeah. a fire. There's a fire that comes with that. And you can see it. Oh, Precious Achua is not even back yet. And then once he does come back, you know, Grady, Gary, Malachi, Otto, Chris, probably not Malachi, but of those other guys, someone's not going to play because Precious is going to play. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's going to, and it's going to be nice. It's just going to go off matchups too. So that's why you got to yeah. stay ready. Cause they're going to be a night where a team's going to play extremely small. So maybe mm-hmm. Precious doesn't play as much or Chris Boucher doesn't play as much and Grady's at the four or some, at some point. Or he's just another wing because Scotty's playing the five, right? Or Pascal's at the five, yeah. depending on the lineup. So that's the other reason why it's so important to have that deep roster now because the game is so different. Mm. There's so many nights there's no bigs out there. Like Grant Williams could play the five for that Mavericks team. Depending on the they team, yeah, play, yeah, for sure. They could play a lineup for that. Like mm-hmm. if they could have did that last night and now you got four wings and Dennis on the floor. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that in a second because maybe that wouldn't have been the best strategy with Pascal Siakam with the way they were, they were cooking. Oh, no, it, I, know, it I, I, I get what you're saying. I was just, I was just joking. Um, before we get going to some other topics, I think we should give some some credit to Malachi Flynn. All right, and uh, I want and I want to mention this right here. There was a quote yesterday from from Darko, and he said that he told Malachi this story, and it was about Tom Brady from his rookie season, and he asked his coach, you know, I'm only getting two. I'm paraphrasing. I'm only getting two reps in practice. How do I get better? And essentially, he's like, you make those two reps the best ever. And 100%. what he and he and he sent this to to Malachi. It was in some sort of story. I wish I could reference and credit the person, but essentially he's saying is that you know just you being on the floor. It's not just for scoring. It's for everything else that you're. That's part of your identity. How you got to this point of of your life of being you know in the NBA for however many years. Although he's been sitting for a long time, but this is a huge opportunity. And I think the Raptors management. Bobby, Masai, we've talked about, you know, you don't want to see a first round draft pick fail, but also at the same time, they feel like we have to give Malachi a shot. And mm-hmm. to his credit, it's just getting better. He's stacking the good days. 100%. And yesterday was a very good day. Yeah, you get you get these situations with young guys sometimes, right? Where maybe he should have been playing already before this year. Maybe if he was somewhere else, maybe, but you got to be as present as you can be, right? So you get here today, say he comes in this year and it doesn't go as well as he wants right away. And he's like, well, I should have been playing and I wouldn't have to deal with these hardships I'm dealing with right now because I'd be so much further along. That doesn't mm-hmm. help you right now. Yep. That does not help you. That gets you back on the bench. So, like, the biggest thing is to focus on what you can control. What you can't control is the reps you do get and the minutes you do get. Can't control how many shots you're going to get out of it, but you can control how hard you play, knowing the game plan, knowing what's going on, controlling the pace, the little things you can do. Somebody's got it going. It, you getting in the ball is is understanding the game. That will yeah. buy you more minutes too. You don't have yeah. to score. And then the nights you get open shots, you make them. Like I, I really can't. And if you don't make them, there's gonna be nights where you don't. You control getting back on defense. You control stopping your guy. You control loose balls. You control rebounding. You control understanding where the double teams are coming from and knowing where you're supposed to be. There's so many things that affect mm-hmm. the game. 
and you and the second you look lost because the thing that you want to happen doesn't happen is when you get yourself in trouble. Yeah. What's funny is that it's like he's going back to what he was in his rookie year, and he won rookie of the of the month, you know, in that uh, COVID year for for the Raptors when they were in Tampa. And we're mm-hmm. seeing all those parts. Like I remember him, you know, preseason of his first year, he's guarding Lamelo Ball, and he's like getting into him. He's feisty. He's aggressive. He's he's put, putting pressure on his handle and stuff like that. And now he's getting back to that. And for whatever reason, you know. It, I'm not going to pretend I know what's been going through his mind or how he's feeling, but he's gotten away from that. And maybe he felt like even if he did that, he wasn't going to get minutes. But right now, even yesterday, he was getting into Kyrie space, Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, Malachi was all over his dribble. He's putting pressure on him, putting digs on the ball, creating turnovers. It was awesome. And then now the offense, as Darko was saying, as you're saying, now the offense is flowing for him. Two relocation threes. And then he had this really nice uh, corner closeout where mm-hmm. he uh, – Ball got swung to him. I believe it was Scott who gave it to him. Fakes a shot. And he goes right towards the rim. And he gets two free throws. These little things are just mm-hmm. adding up for him. And and speaking from experience, <laughs> trying yeah. not to trying not to make mistakes leads to making mistakes hmm. because now you're thinking, and you're he's a basketball player. You play basketball every day. You get your reps up every day. You go through these rotations and shell drills every shoot around, every practice. They telling you the game plan. They tell, you do these things every day. So you get yeah. in the game and don't have to think. Yeah. The plan is to make this thing a second nature where you can just attack and your reflexes and instincts take over. That's what we practice for. Hmm. We don't practice to get in the game and think about what I should do next. There's no time for that. I need to watch my film. I need to do as much, take care of my body. So when the game comes, the game is easy because I'm on autopilot. And that's 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 what you want to get to. And I think there's so many voices sometimes. I'm not saying this is easy, especially when you're young and you haven't played a lot of games and you're only thinking about how I can get more time. Well, the way you get more time is to focus on this time. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking before uh, before we started recording and uh, Kyrie was, was talking some trash with Malachi. Now, could it be... <laughs> Kyrie kind of gets himself going like they were down it was early in the fourth quarter yeah. Malachi hits a three so you're watching the beginning of that fourth they're down yeah. obviously yep. making their push at the beginning of the fourth because you know if it gets midway the game's probably over right so Kyrie scores seven early in the fourth so the flame is small right like it's it's <laughs> like there's a couple of there's some embers popping off of it there's a I don't want to give him gasoline yeah I don't want to give him any more to really get him going as mm-hmm. we spoke about, I don't want that because we've seen the type of things that guy that he can do from experience also. So why? And they were talking about him on the broadcast saying he's been waiting to the second half to really turn it up a notch, letting guys get going. And Lucas kind of getting going early and controlling the pace and things like that. So he was already looking for it. That's why he goes off for seven at the beginning of fourth. I'm not going to accelerate it. I'm not going to help him. Yeah, I don't want I don't want the whole arena to burn down. Let him get his seven points and then get out of the way, right? Like just answer where you can answer. Seriously, um, we were going through like some of the cases where at least I remember where uh, a person, maybe a crowd member, maybe another player on the other team, got yeah. a player going and it resulted in an L or that player actually going off. And I reference Chris Bosh. Chris Bosch's wife, I believe at the time, um, she was talking trash with LeBron James way back in the day. And he ended up going for like 51 or something like that. And then you could see him at the end of the game. He's pointing at her saying, this is your fault. This is your fault. Was there a case in your career where you saw a teammate, a fan talking trash to someone on your team, the other team, and that person just exploded? 
I've seen it a couple of times. The one that pops in my head first, though, obviously, it was one time with Darren Williams in Charlotte. Yeah, and I remember him. I remember him walking over to the sideline saying, "This is your fault." Like exact <laughs> words. I've seen guys do this. This is your fault. Like they just we we, we see it. Like guys, or I shouldn't say guys, fans come to the game and there's no consequence for them. They don't have to guard that guy. They don't have to. They get front running because they're, they're excited because they you know. They want to go at the big guy. They want to throw yeah. shots at the whoever the guy who's supposedly supposed to be the best player that night. They can't wait for that guy to fail or to show him up. And then that guy has to remind you, this is why you were worried about me in the first place. <laughs> and I don't, and then and and now the guy that's guarding him on the floor is looking at the fan too, like, bro, would you <laughs> shut up? It's like it's like Spike Lee and Reggie Miller, right? Like yeah. now yeah. every time Re Reggie walks in the garden right now and people get nervous. Because it's Spike Lee, like we can't, we can't go. You, I think some. I don't even know how to explain it, right? Because I've never been in that position to bark at a guy from the sideline. But I know it's all in fun. But then yeah. that fan is so embarrassed, right? Like because you give the guy something to aim at. Like when he kind of is off his game that night and he's trying to find the rhythm and he can't find it, you give him something to distract them from that. You take mm -hmm. him out of like we talked about. He's thinking. Because he's trying to find it. That guy, that's when the best guys have nights off. They're thinking a little bit because yeah. it doesn't go the way they thought. So they start thinking, they start getting too surgical with it, and they can't find the rhythm because there's no flow. And then somebody from the sideline says something, and he's got a distraction now from what he was focusing on. And now I just aim at him. <laughs> and now every time I look at the rim, I see your face. And I don't <laughs> like your face. So I'm going to make you feel bad. That's what happens. <laughs> The ball going through the mesh is the, the ball hitting the person in the face. Yes. And I, I can't I can't wait to turn around and tell you this is your fault. Can't is wait. One? Is there another one? Darren um, Williams? Darren is the one that's popping in my head. But there's been other cases. I, I, it happened with Kyrie before when I was in Cleveland. It happened with yep. Paul George before. Um, I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen with not the main guys, right? I, I, it's happened to me before. I, I've pointed in the stands at guys that were – saying whatever because I might have missed a couple shots in a row and then I reel off five and I couldn't wait to turn around and look at them like like it just is it, it's just one of those things right you're gonna come here to watch me play yeah and then you're gonna try to you're gonna talk to me like you can do what I can do it's if not this is not a disrespect thing it's just you know if you remember a particular case while we're recording just feel free to shoot it out because I would love oh, to yeah. hear a detailed Recount. Yeah. Moving to Pascal Siakam, I mean, we'll we'll bounce around a little bit here, but going to Pascal because I mean, damn, he did the thing yesterday. Um, oh, 14... I got one actually. I'm sorry. Okay, go. No, go, 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 <laughs> go, go, go. Yeah, There's yeah, go. a night. I have a big night in Cleveland. I mean, I'm playing for Cleveland. I have a big night in Brooklyn, and yeah. it's like there's guys from Brooklyn's team and people in the stands. I start. I come off. I'm coming off the bench at this time, and I start off hot. And I remember a guy was. I had like I come off the bench and score like 11 straight, right? Like, and he's like, "You'll finish with 13." That's what the guy says to me. He's like, you're finished with 13. And somebody on the front of Brooklyn bench was like, I give them 15. Like they're close to each other. And I'm like, bet. <laughs> right. Like I'm like, bet. I can't. Oh my goodness. Right. And I, and I, I think I, I finished with 30 something. Right. Like coming off the bench that night. But like, I just remember looking over there at the corner of my eye. Every time I was jogging back down the floor, I'd make like eight threes in that game. And I just remember that really like got me really going i was feeling good but like that like turn helped me turn the corner there's like a play i get like somebody runs me off the line i fly down a lane and bang out like it's like it's like the whole they get the whole shebang that night because of that. <laughs> I'm, 
I'm going through your uh, your game log right now to see if I can find that game. Um, uh, there's definitely a um a, a a highlight video of that one on YouTube because kids 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 show me that one all the time. Oh, here it is. Yes, yeah. December twelfth. Sorry, December 29th, 2012. You shot 11 of 15, 8 of 10 from three, 33 points. We're actually, and, and speaking of Darren, Darren, I'm playing against Darren that night, actually. That helps too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love those details. Okay, let's go to Pascal Siakam here. And uh, yesterday, as we, we all know, so he got his 14th game where he recorded 30 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists. That's the most in Raptors franchise history. And um, as, did we talk about it? Maybe we didn't. Derek Lively wasn't there. That is yeah, the Dallas there. Mavericks rim protector. He was not there. The paint was wide open. And you Boy. look at the players. Oh, and the, the players that had to guard Pascal Siakam, man. Grant Williams, Tim Hardaway, uh, Derek Jones. Everybody was food for him. He was getting low post position, yeah. spin move, bucket, spin move, bucket, eat, sleep, rinse, repeat. But it was good to see him go off. No, it was amazing. Like, I, I really... I really, he looked like he had a really good pep in his step, right? Like his pace, he looked like he was really aggressive, not forceful, like not where he was forcing shots. He was just like, I'm going to give myself a chance tonight, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to put myself in position to make plays. And it turned out to be scoring tonight, obviously, because there's no rim protection. And maybe that like lit him up too, knowing that he could get those guys in the post. And if he can get over his shoulder, then nobody would be there. And he, big shoulder, big shoulder, spin baseline, big shoulder, um, you know, shimmy to the jump hook. Same with Scotty. Scotty had a couple times with jump hooks. There's just so much space in that paint without that shot blocker there. And then other guys like OG gets down the baseline a couple times, a couple of dunks, and um, Dennis, as usual, uh, down the slot one time and nobody's in the paint. Oh, that has it. Not one person oh, is there. I love right? that, Bassie, because like, you can hear everyone on the Raptors bench like, hey, what yeah, you did that, you can, they, yeah. And it was like they already knew, too. Like, they were, yeah. like, early, too. They already <laughs> knew where it was happening, right? But, like, I think those guys really, really wanted to take advantage of that. Um, They almost let it slip out a little early. They shot a lot of contested threes early in the game. And I think yeah. that's the only reason. I think that's the only reason the game was as close as it was early, because they shot a lot of contested threes. Mm. Dallas was going off from three, too. Holy. And that too, right? Luca makes his first couple. Kyrie makes a couple. Uh, Derek Jones is cooking, right? He he shoots one. He shoots the first one like over the basket, and then he goes off after that, right? And then he starts yeah. getting, <laughs> start getting dunks. Start getting it was crazy. First quarter, what did they shoot? They shot fifty five percent from three, five of nine. Different players doing it, and uh, yeah, all yeah. the shots that were going in, you're just like, these are pretty tightly contested. And as we mentioned, mm -hmm. that second quarter, that's where they cooled off, along with that lineup uh, kind of doing their thing. But if you look at yesterday, I mean, Pascal, we kind of know how things have gone for him so far this season, a little bit up and down. But this is the first time where we've seen, okay, this is the All NBA version of Pascal. Um, yeah. What do you what do you think about the the shot diet? It definitely does feel like. There's more post ups being incorporated into his uh, into his touches now. I think he's just doing a great job of getting down the floor early. Like we talked yeah. about, giving himself a chance, right? So if I get down the floor early, whether I'm the one pushing it or I get down and get position early, and I can just create space. So like now the defense has got to decide: do they want to scramble for the whole 21 seconds? They come double that early, or do they mm -hmm. want to like wait me out, test me out, and by the time they try to decide what they want to do, I'm into my move. Right. Um, yeah. And then he got a lot of he got a, he got some good looks at three last night. I think he's just rushing them like it doesn't look bad. It doesn't look like he's just he's just rushing them. They're just he's just thinking about them. 
and aiming instead of shooting. He's not relying on his work. Um, but everything else looks really, really good. And like what do you mean? Said, sorry, just, what, can you go back to the the rushing? What is what does that mean? Is it rushing in his head? Is he rushing his mechanics? Um, it just his it, mechanics. It's like the it's it's almost when you when I watch him, I feel like the very end of his release, he's like pushing it out. He's like anxious to shoot it. And they're um, always deep too. Yeah, and 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 that's what's sending it. Like you saw one, it go it went off left, and that's yeah. just coming from him not getting all the way through his form. Like he's just excited to get one up because he wants to make one so bad. Another hmm. thing, I'm speaking from experience. Like, I know that feeling, right? Because <laughs> yeah. um, you just start to kind of aim instead of shooting. That's one of the things we we talk about in the gym with younger kids. Like, don't you don't have to aim. You shot so many shots. Let the work you've done do the work. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. This does not, not have to become a mental thing. Once we get to a place where we can get our feet set and we're into our form, let the form take over. The only thing we're thinking about is how to get open. We have to be able to react and read how to get open. But once we enter the motion, let the motion do what it does. Yeah. In his first uh, five games, he shot well from three and three of them. And then over the past three games, he's now what? One of 12, one of 12 from, from three. Yeah. I mean, I just want to see the the shot be there, you know, be somewhat consistent, whether it's, 32, well, not 32. I'd like to see league average, put it that way. League average is what he's I'm gonna, hoping. It's going to come around. He's going to have a yeah. five-game stretch where he shoots three for five, like three of those games, one for two. He's going to it's gonna, it's gonna turn around. like Because the more and more he struggles a little bit, the more and more he's going to get open ones because defenses are going to come into the game saying he's not shooting it well, give him a step. That's how the game works, right? Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is what people do because it's like we don't yeah. want to give him what he's been killing people with. I don't want to give him closeouts. I don't want to give him his mid-range bag where he gets to kind of get into his handle or get to his little step backs and things like that. So I'm going to play off him a little bit. And he just mm. got to bend his knees and let it ride. Darko, after the game, he was asked about uh, Pascal Siakam, his mid-range and uh, kind of the pace in which he's playing at. And he said, like, I don't want to take away his mid-range game. That's not the goal here. It's like, we just want things to be within the rhythm of the offense, the flow right. of the offense, and to take good shots. He can get into his post-ups as long as he's doing it, you know, within the offense, you know, and obviously doing the early work, getting down the floor. There were a few possessions where he did exactly that. He was able to force a double. Now, Yaka Pirtle, here he comes down the court, quick floater. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the, this is where you you can get into the pace of of your your offense. And maybe it was a part of Pascal because last year was so different. And as a, you know, a tier one, number one option as he was last season, it's probably a huge transition for him to now have to, think that much faster he just doesn't have any time which is actually similar to playoff basketball too mm-hmm. which goes into what we're talking about yeah. i think he, he can even be even more efficient with the pace and with the this way right because mm-hmm. there's no time to sit there and think and the other uh eight guys are not that are not involved in the play seem like they're in the way yeah you got four other defenders clogging it up the other guys aren't moving because they know you're about to shoot it you just you just standing there thinking about what move am I gonna pull out because you're playing with the ball a little bit. There's a lot of ball stoppage mm-hmm. the last couple of years. We don't have to play that way. You don't have to. And I think it will, as you saw last night, it will become easier and easier for him to get easier shots because of this this pace. Yeah. And other guys also. Mm. 
lot of nice uh, short range passes last night too. Um, between mm-hmm. like something between Pascal and Scotty, love seeing their two man game. I've missed it. You know, I, I think back so much to that uh, season where they made the playoffs and Scotty's rookie year, and we haven't seen as much of it. And I, I feel like Darko perhaps by accident, or maybe he sees something that we're getting a few minutes within games now where they're both on the floor together. And we're seeing some of that two man game. Speaking of two man game. Yes. Let's speak on the two man action with Yak and OG that leads to a lob over the top. Oh, beautiful. That was nice. Yes. That was nice. That's yes. a, that's a, a lot of big men cannot make that pass with that hmm. touch on it and to put it and but even see it the way he saw it, right? He sees OG curl around with his guy trailing. OG kind of like stops a little bit to put the guy on his back. And then OG's got so much bounce. It's, it's so crazy that he's at, it's almost like a vert jump to go get the lob because he doesn't have the run and start anymore because he had to seal the guy first. Yeah. And Yacht puts it just nicely, touched it up in the air. There's a couple that OG got off last night, though. There's another one in the second half. He gets down the baseline off two feet. He gets up really high to dunk. The no look uh, from Scotty. Yeah, that dude is yeah. athletic, yeah. man. Yeah, hell yeah. What is it called when a big man does that? Because uh, the player talking about, side note, the sideline out of bounds, baseline out of bounds, out of timeout plays by Darko and the coaching staff yesterday, a lot of them ended up in scores. So mm-hmm. good job on them. And the play that mm-hmm. we're talking about, um, they clear a side through some off-ball cuts, and then mm-hmm. it's OG giving it to Yak. And what is it called when a big man does that shift of his body, the little excuse me screen, so that way they can create that separation for, in this case, OG going towards the basket? I don't really have a name for it. It's just it's just something that's developed over over time over time, yeah. right? With that yeah. with that play. Cause the action is just it's like anything. You do something a bunch of times, like Yak was talking about on the podcast earlier this week, talking about just reps. He believes he gets better with just reps. He's had so many reps with shooters and guys that make that same cut. It's been in the offense since I was there. Like mm-hmm. the single side, when you throw it back, you run off like the big, it could be a handoff. It's almost like a shooter's two-man game. Me and him yeah. used to be like our version of the pick and roll. So that way we would put pressure on it because the guy's got to trail me. He's not going to shoot the gap. So now he's going to chase me over the top, which means your guy's going to either have to sink or he's going to stay on your body and you're going to be able to make a decision off of it. And last mm-hmm. night, his guy stayed on his body. OG's guy trailed him, and that's where he was able to find it. He just makes the guy change his, change his, change his direction. He doesn't let the guy stay fully connected. He makes him really make yeah. a change his route, and that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing. Something I noticed yesterday. So OG, he's taking 6.9 threes per per game right now. And he's Beautiful. shooting 41%, 41.7%. Only four players are shooting better than him overall in the NBA among players who shoot 6.9 attempts or more. Now, obviously, there are some guys that are taking like 12 attempts and stuff like that. But a lot of well, them are still around. The, yeah, that's crazy. Well, it's Dane Lillard and other guys like that. Um, Fred's up there too, but also those guys are around like 37%, you know, like he's shooting 41 near 42% on seven attempts per game. That's pretty good. And also another thing that uh, Josh Lundberg of TSN, he pointed out, uh, and it'll be over the last two games, 50 points on 33 shots while serving as a primary defender on Wemby and Luca who needed 42 shots to score 51 points. Which speaks on OG's conditioning. Yeah. For him to do what he's doing on both ends, because it takes a lot of legs to one shoot the NBA three consistently and to be able to guard those guys. Those guys are getting pick and rolls. Those guys are getting screened for to get into ISOs. He's got to get down the floor early to meet them. There's so many things that go into the way he's playing right now, and I think that's something that should be spoken to. And that's the reason why OG always is like he's tired. He's not, but he's got to he's got to make sure he catches his breath every time he can because of the way he's playing. 
But the one thing I'll say about him, his attempts will grow when he is able to really fly off of stuff and shoot it. Like right now, that's not his strength. So there's mm-hmm. the there's a there's a cap on the type of threes he can shoot. Like he get he get the 10 easy if we can run him off staggers and he can shoot it on the move some, right? Um and there and there's not a lot of guy Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner 3 days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And I'm not telling him to go do that and just chuck him up, but I'm just saying that would open up more opportunities and more drives because guys would be trailing them and running them off and it would just open up more, more just opportunities offensively. Um, and I look at that the same with a lot of same with Scotty, right? Scotty's making them right now. He's got his little step back going now because he's getting his little pace into that. He's making them some standstill. But there's a play early in the game where they run Scotty off a of stagger, and he the only reason he misses that shot because his feet. He's not yeah. used to running off them. The guy goes under, and he's like, "Oh shoot, I, I didn't think I was gonna have this much space, and now I got to try to fix my feet to shoot it." And yeah. the better the feet get for those guys when they learn to use the feet the same way every time they come off, whether they're shooting it or not, it will change the hesitation point that's in between the read. Mm-hmm. Looking at uh, previous players that have won Defensive Player of the Year. Okay, so I'm just going down the list a little, little bit. You got Jaron Jackson, Mar- uh, Marcus Smart, Rudy Gobert, Giannis, Rudy a whole bunch, Draymond, Kawhi, Yokim Noah, Marcus All, then a whole bunch of centers, Dwight, Kevin Garnett, Marcus Camby, yada, yada. But... <laughs> But my point being is that how many of these guys are also serving as like the number two option sometimes, or at least, you know, putting up 17 plus points per game on a very, on pretty good efficiency. Like this is a rare, yeah, exactly. This is pretty rare company that he he's in right now. Even Draymond in his 16, 17 year, like he's still within the warrior system. First of all. Draymond only focuses on defense. So like true, true. Like um, and that's not to say he doesn't facilitate, but his role offensively is not taxing, right? Yeah. Um it's so taxing on the defensive that, end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's yeah, taxing, yeah. He, he he defends, like he gets to focus yeah. solely on that to be who he is, right? Kawhi is probably the 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 biggest comparison right now. Marcus Smart is good offensively, but he's not the go-to, right? He's going, mm-hmm. he's grown as a playmaker in the pick and roll. He's such a good passer now. I think he doesn't get enough credit for it. Jaron Jackson's talented in the post. He can score, but I wouldn't say – I don't even know how to put it yet. I He's he's growing into it Yeah, because he makes threes. They're getting him more post-ups. He's getting better down there. He's got the he's got the upside to do it, as does OG. has more upside in his game that's going to grow too. So those mm-hmm. guys are probably in the same ballpark right now as far as that goes. You know what? Looking at it, Ron Artest – 
2003, oh, 2004. That's a good name right there. Yeah. 18. So in that year, 18 yeah. points, right? Five wow. rebounds, four assists, two steals, almost a block on, he didn't shoot the three very well, but that's probably the comparable right there. Nah, Ron Ron in, in Houston and in uh, Indiana Indy. was a problem. In Indiana was a problem. Like I remember that is the strongest, mm. that is the strongest wing defender that I've ever had to deal with. Yeah. Like it was like when he stopped, it was like hitting a wall. <laughs> like, and I think offensively, a lot of that guy lost in it because he ended up going to the Lakers and he was always with guys, but like one chip. Want a chip. Yeah. Yep. But he offensively before the Lakers, he was a problem. Yeah. He really grew into that. He added a lot to his game. And damn, too, even the attempts are kind of similar, like 15 in a year, 17, 15, 15. Yeah, there's some similarities between these That's two. Obviously, not not That's in every one. single way, okay, just to be clear. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I always think about that that bump. And I talked about this uh, on the on the, the pre or the recap pod I did uh, earlier today is that OG can take that bump from Luka and, like, Jokic and Embiid yeah. and some of these guys. Like, he blocked Embiid the other day, a mano a mano at the, the nail, and he blocks him while Embiid's driving. Like, what? How is he doing yeah, this? Nah, that, that dude is strong, man. Like, yeah. And he's naturally strong, too. Like, mm. so I couldn't even imagine if OG decided one day, he's like, let me see how strong I can get. I'd be scared if he decided to think about that because he's got such natural ability and he works on his body. Obviously, you've seen that since he's been in the league. He's definitely improved it. Mm. But he he's naturally gifted, man. And yeah. he's got a lot of he's got a lot of upside that he's going to continue to grow into. Sure. Again, one more quote from Darko. He just he had a lot of good quotes yesterday. And he's talking about the first time that he met OG in Atlanta. And he said it was around seven days after he got hired. And he and he said that OG told him that I feel like I'm ready to take a take a step. Like I'm ready to do it. And he's referencing Darko's looking at like the his work ethic, game in, game out, the preparation he does into going into some of these games against Luka Doncic. And he said that there was a few days ago, um, he's talking to OG and he's giving a scouting report on a particular player. I'm assuming it was Luka. And Darko walked away. He's like, you can be an assistant coach on my staff any day. Because of how, how detailed um, everything was with the scouting report that OG gave. Like He's becoming, it's like that extra level of work that you have talked about that star players uh, have to do. Star players within their roles even, or even a, a defensive player of the year kind of player that you have to be doing this like every single day. It's not just your body. It's also the film and studying and all that. He's searching. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's not letting everybody tell him, man, you could be this, you could be that. Like we can put you here and you got so much upside. He's searching for the advantage. So mm. when you go do it yourself and you search for it, you find even more than you thought you would find. It's like that with anything, right? You go to study instead of letting people tell you that you could be the next Kawhi Leonard, go find out, yeah. go find out what Kawhi's done. Go study, go watch some Kawhi film, go watch the film of your old games, go find out what you see. Because it's it's enough for them to say it, but you got to believe it. And the only way you got to believe it is for you to go see it and for you to find out and yeah. you test yourself. And that's what he's doing. And that's the, the the thing that sends guys into the stratosphere, right? They have this belief in themselves that does not waver. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter if you think I'm good today and, I, and you think I suck tomorrow. I'm still good. I'm good on every night. I just didn't have a night tonight. I'm still the same guy I was two days ago when you were, everybody was applauding and I had the chain on. I'm still the guy I was last night, next week. When I spoke to him during um, training camp, and I think I've mentioned this before, but I, I loved his answer. I asked him, you know, what are you proudest about 
thinking about where you were at the beginning of your career and where you are now. And he's like that. I just kept on getting better, continuously gotten better and better each year. And that's hard to stay motivated. But this is right. what we're talking about. The self-motivation in him. It's not something that's always discussed, but he's got it. And it's also it's also hard the route that he's in. Another thing, speaking from experience, you're playing with these great, super talented guys that don't really allow a lot of wiggle room, right? Play with all-stars, two all-stars when you first come in on a mm -hmm. team that's already established and really good. Guys that are already good and vets that are under them that are already have and been in rotation. Then you get thrown into the starting lineup and people feel like you were given stuff that you didn't have to work for. You know what I mean? There's so many things that go into that. And you got to yeah. be able to stand and take it. And he's been able to do that. And then while standing and enduring it, improve at the same time. Mm. For some guys, it's just enough to be able to endure it. Like just for me to be able to take the hit and not fall over is, is hard enough. But for me to take the hit and then go an extra mile is special. Yeah. Definitely. I'm looking at uh, his usage this year. So it's 19.5. And what was it last season? It may be very similar, but I think um, I, it does feel like he's more involved in the offense. And what though. I'm getting it's at, different. yeah, it's different. He's different. touching the ball more. Maybe we should look at touches. That's what I should look at. I mean, they ran the first play for him. Yeah. Yeah. For, for three. Like they ran yep. the first play off a couple of down screens and he comes off the top of the key, cash money on the move. There was never three point plays on the move like that for him before, which mm -hmm. lets you know they're rewarding him for his work also. They're giving him a chance to succeed. And that's and so as important a, as a to... a tone setter. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, just Go like ahead. when he's engaged like that, like it's no different than with Scotty Barnes. Like everyone mm -hmm. feels it. The entire team feels it. The other yeah. team feels it. They're just like, oh yeah. shit, here comes OG. Because <laughs> now I got to deal with him making threes and guarding my guy. Yeah. yeah. And as a coach, I know, I know I can get even more out of him if I'm awarding him for his efforts. Like I want to, I want to let him know I am grateful for what he does for me on both ends of the floor. I'm not saying you got to give him 30 shots a night, but just let him know that he's thought of, right? Because some yeah. nights you can get lost in it. Like some nights you can, when you put your pride and ego to the side and you just put your head down and you just work and you go and you go when you're shooting 41% and you're guarding the best guy every night and everybody's talking about, well, this guy did this and this guy's averaging this. And I know it's not about the other guys, but you hear it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's impossible not to feel it, right? You just got to be able to deal with it. And it feels good to be able to have a little light shown on what you've been doing too. Just to let everybody know that you're a part of it too. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be rewarded for your work. Everyone looks to pat <laughs> on the back every once in a while. We all could like, use one. <laughs> it's not even so much. And I think it's because there's been so many situations where guys have gotten packs on the back for not doing the work. That's mm. what makes it hard. You get so many guys that do get in situations where they keep getting handed possible uh possible they keep getting handed just opportunities, right? They just keep getting handed to them and not even caring for them. Yeah. Don't even seem to be interested in it because they keep getting handed it. Yeah. It's like we talked about with the fire, like guys that keep getting put in position because we want them to have it, not because they want to have it. That hurts. Mm -hmm. Speaking from experience again. <laughs> 
I was trying to look up a particular number that would really showcase what's different about his usage this year, but I can't find it right now. Maybe I'll find it later on. But anyways, it does feel different. It could just be a combination of a whole bunch of things. It may be a, a pick and roll ball handling touch here, uh, a cut here, a DHO uh -huh. here, whatever. It's just it feels different, and there is a number to to figure that out. I just can't find it yet, and I will. Don't one, worry. One thing Pace <laughs> does do, though, Pace yeah. means more shots a game for the entire mm -hmm. unit, yeah. which means everybody's shots attempts go up. So there's no there's no reason to worry about if I'm going to be able to get 9, 10, 11 shots now, even mm -hmm. if Scotty gets 25, even if Pascal gets 22, because there's so many shots in the game now. And just depending on how the game goes out, some nice – like there's going to be nice – Yach's going to get 15 attempts. And not just because he got offensive rebounds and things like that. There's going to be nice – Dennis is going to get 10 threes attempts. It's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Just because of the pace we play with, and we're going to be able to just pick him apart. Let's move to Scotty then, because this was a game where he was not featured as much offensively. He shot, I believe, four of 14, but he also ended up with 14 points, 14 rebounds, six offensive rebounds, uh, six of eight from the free throw line, five assists, four steals, and two blocks. I believe he is the current NBA leader in stocks, which is steals and blocks put together for anyone who doesn't know. He's leading the NBA. I, I was about to ask. <laughs> yeah. And he also, he also he also is leading the NBA in three-point shots blocked. Really? Ah, yes. It's not, it's not Wimby. No, not yet. That's <laughs> yeah, not, not yet, right? Not, not yet, yet, but right? yesterday was hilarious. I was just to mention this, that Grant Williams, uh, Scotty blocked Grant Williams late in the game on a three, and it was like – Grant, oh, yeah, he, he yeah, felt yeah, yeah. it. He felt the footsteps, right? Yeah, and then yeah. Scotty stops short. He's like staring right yeah. at it. And then Grant just like yeah. shoots it and then Scotty blocks it. I'm like, this is yeah. this is a parent with their little kid right here. Yeah, because he didn't want to shoot it. But it's like, end of the game, I want to get a shot up. And Scotty's like, nah. <laughs> and then he blocked it. <laughs> he's like, nah. But yeah, no, he's 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 tremendous right now, man. Like, you, just, you see the growth of him on the defensive end because he's always had a high, super high motor, right? Mm -hmm. Super good enthusiasm, super good energy. And I think the advantage of that plus the playing time and opportunity has slowed things down so much. And mm -hmm. just experience allows you to recognize things. Like we talk about the game getting slower. Everybody uses that, uh, that, that term for guys. And it's not so much the game gets slower. It's just, you just recognize things. You just, things aren't foreign. So you're able to anticipate, you're able to be places earlier. You're able to understand that, most of the offenses in the league all end the same. <laughs> like they they might start a different way, but all the most of the plays are the same thing, especially now because everything is just to get into situations. They're not really a lot of play calls. It's to get single sides. It's to get isos and slots. It's to get you to either have to tag the roller or stay with the shooter. It's not a lot of uh, things different except for out-of-bounds plays and under-the-basket plays. And even those, it's not that many. So I think the more and more you watch film, the more and more you play, you just decide now, am I going to put in the effort? Cause that's yeah. what, that's what it comes down to with him. He's, and he's all effort. He is, he, he, he's never not going to give you effort. Yeah. Excuse Sorry to my English teacher. I shouldn't say that, but he's never not going <laughs> to give you effort. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so last night, I think was another example of, I mean, it's been the like this throughout the entire season so far is that um, off ball activity, his X out reads the weak side defense. It does seem like he's got a better idea of where he has to be like positionally sound and um, where does he need to X out to and where is he rotating to? And it, it does feel like he's being used less as an uh, 
point of attack defender. That's it. Um, it's more about he's on the back line. He's able to survey and look at and read the the defense, read the offenses, and then he's able to react and pounce and come up with blocks like he did against Kyrie. But even so, he still gets to be the point of attack defender on Luca yesterday. He still gets his chances yeah, at that gets to there. give OG a break, and he's up at half court guarding the ball like that. Mm -hmm. And then speaking of like rotation, there's a play in the second. Is the second no, the first half where. Uh, Derrick Jones is in the corner. Chris Boucher is guarding him. Single side over there. They on a regular night, maybe you do if you're going to rotate out somebody that's in that that lineup Dallas has. It is Derrick, but Chris Boucher goes to protect the rim. Scotty gets from the other side of the nail all the way to that corner to contest. I'm talking about flying ends up in basically the first row to get over there, and like you don't even see him. It's like he pops up, like because of the the momentum that he's got coming at him, and 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 the length, and he jumps and he contests the shot. But it's just it's so impressive for him to be able to see that because it wasn't a traditional rotation, and a lot of guys would leave that because it because it wasn't traditional. But he's aware that Derek has made some threes. Chris Boucher's not wrong in where he was at. He was the only one that could protect the rim because he was the bottom guy. It just was the way to that Dallas was aligned on that possession and Scotty gets over there and it's, and it's so impressive. And I believe he misses it. Even if he doesn't miss it, it's just the effort, right? Yeah. If he makes it, you tip your hat to him. How many players can be as active as he can be on the defensive end in the NBA right now? Like when he's, when he's at his super Saiyan level, how many players are comparable? <laughs> super Saiyan for sure. I don't know. <laughs> like I would have to go. There's some guys that, there's some guys up and coming, like they're a little younger than him, that have the potential, but they yeah. just don't know it yet, right? They can't, they can't do it. And then the older guys that um that could do it, they're just smart enough to not put themselves in a position to have to play that hard anymore. <laughs> right. Like they just understand it. And they're probably playing with other veterans that are able to cover as much ground as them, too. Like mm -hmm. got Kawhi and PG on the floor at the same time, they're not gonna end up in those positions just because those guys are elite defenders and seen so many things, they're just kind of gonna figure it out, right? Yeah. Um, but the way he is right now, there's nobody comparable to that defensively. I haven't seen him. There's guys that have potential to be, but consistently, and how many games have it been? Nine, ten. Yeah. I think they're five and four now, right? Um, am I right about, about that? Are they, are they above five hundred? I don't know. Bob, I think I think last night puts him above 500. I think. I'm gonna check. Oh yeah, I think it's I think it's um, four and four. They're four and four. Or four and four now. Okay, so yeah. we're at 500. So, um, but I think that he has the he has defensive player of the year potential also. So to have two guys that have defensive player of the year potential on your team is nutso. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and Pascal said it. We got wings that can guard anybody in this league. And, and Pascal's no slouch. He's just not the guy because he has the other two guys. But he's also showing that he's still got those abilities this yeah. year, too, as he's had. Because he used to be the guy. Yeah. Exactly. He was the guy. They was like, you don't yeah. run out of energy, so you go do this. Then you become the number one offensive guy. I can't ask you to do that the whole game and be the number one offensive guy. So I understand it. And that's the only reason guys like that ever kind of lose a little bit of focus in that area because they have to kind of ask conserve energy right and they get the responsibility gets taken off of them that's the only thing it's not that they can't they just they just aren't in the position a lot and then they get caught sometimes laxed a little bit because like ah and they have to turn it back on 
Before we move on from Scotty, uh, in the San Antonio game, we learned afterwards, uh, Dennis Schroeder was on the on Will Lou's show, and he said that Scotty called his step back three. They're in the timeout, and Darko was suggesting, you know, Scotty take it to the rim. He's like, yeah, but I could just step back it. And then he did, and he made it. <laughs> Has that happened in, in your career, where you've seen a player on your team, or maybe the other team, call their shot, make it, or even miss it? A lot more misses than makes, but yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, like guys are. I mean, he's ultra confident right now, and a lot of guys in the league are. There's a lot of there's a lot of plays and timeouts where coach calls a play, and even the other guys that do it. They were like, all right, he's gonna make this shot, and we're gonna pick up, mm. right? Like he's gonna make. I'm gonna run this play. Um, I mean, even myself, I had to play in in Cleveland when I was in Indiana. Bogle drew up a play, and I was like, I'm gonna make this three. Bogle's like, he's going to make this three, and then we're going to do this, right? Like, just to – because, one, we're going to put that confidence that I have or that coach has into everybody, mm -hmm. right? We're going to – we're going to – you're going to walk out of this huddle with confidence. That's what I'm giving you. And it doesn't go away if I miss it. Like, it just brings a pep – a pep of step into what we're doing when we come out of there. He's going to make everybody execute the play even better because – they have the faith that that shot's got to be made. But to make it, I got to do my part. I got to get him open. I got to get into my spacing so there's no double team. I got to do this because, like, I can't be the reason why it doesn't come to fruition. Sure. That's the reason for instilling that confidence. Like, he's going to make this, but you got to do your part too. And now you feel you're also part of it, even if you're not the guy that's making the shot. There's a weight on every part of the play. Yeah, yeah. But what about a player like an isolation situation, Situ like a sequence where mm, they're going mano yes. a mano and they're like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go crossover, has he step back and I'm going to hit it. Has there been that before? Um, Gilbert Arenas used to do it all the time. Oh yeah, he would do that. Yeah. Gilbert Arenas used to make sound effects. <laughs> so Gilbert Arenas would be in the ISO and he'd be like, do, 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 do. And he'd shoot it and he'd make like the bomb noise. He'd be like, pew. He would do he would do stuff like that, right? Like that was Gilbert Arenas was like that. This is also the same guy that shot a ball and turned around, put his hands up for a game winner, which is also against Utah. But that's another thing. Um, yeah. but um, yeah, you like did this while guys, you were guarding him. It wasn't me guarding oh, okay. him, I, but but it was a, I was on that team. Um, but yeah, <laughs> there's, there's yeah, there's guys, and then you see this story. The story oh, that Shump, that Shump tells about Bron when Bron's on the floor, literally calling out what the defense is gonna do as it's happening. If he don't, if he come, I'm gonna do this. If he don't come, I'm going baseline. I'm doing that. Like there's guys on the floor that just understand what's happening so so well that they speak the game like that. Yeah. And but that what they're also doing is speaking themselves up too, right? Like, because mm. I'm I'm giving myself even more confidence because I'm saying it out loud and I can see the look on your face. Like he's right though. <laughs> like that's what I've been told to do by my coach because he already knows. So now, do I do it or do yeah. I not do it? Right? Yeah. And now I'm open all of a sudden because everybody's confused. <laughs> Wrapping up the pod in a minute here, I want to get your thoughts on Otto so far. It just kind of tells the story of what Otto has done in the very few minutes that he's played so far this season. Okay, so 49 minutes he's played this season. Right, 49 minutes. Team points scored per 100 minus team points allowed per 100 when he is on the court. He's a plus 36. Like instant impact. What is it about him that's that's just so good and so sound? 
I mean, one, he's a voice, right? Yeah. A lot of experience, extension of the coach. He understands what it takes to win. He's been on some good teams, been in some big games. Um, the guys respect him. So when he speaks, they he's not talking just to talk either. Like when he comes, you know, he's saying something that he saw and you can trust that what he saw is the right thing. Yeah. And then, and then he's just solid, right? I mean, he, he doesn't have to make 10 threes. He's, most of the time he's going to make his open shots. He's not going to get outside of himself. So he's not going to break the flow. He understands who he is. Been It's been that for a long time now. And the healthier it gets and the more minutes he plays, he's going to be an even better defender. He's going to mm. be able to guard guys, right? He's good team defensively right now. And as he gets healthier and even better shape and confident in his body and moving well, he's going to be another defender with length and understanding of how to guard guys. So I think that just speaks to him just being solid right now, right? Just yeah. being where he's supposed to be, not mucking up the game offensively and not missing assignments defensively. He was guarding Luca for a little bit. And so they tried this in the third quarter. Uh, Otto checked in for, for Yak. And uh, obviously, Luca is such a load in the pick and roll, like so cerebral, just like ridiculous in it. And what they were doing was, you know, they would have Otto switch on to Luca. And uh, he was forcing Luca at least, at the very least, it was less straight towards the rim. He's taking some like escape dribbles and. Uh, during those phases, uh, OG's allowed to recover, so now they're able to get some doubles towards Luca. And this was when I believe the Raptors went on like an 11 0 run between OG and Pascal. And um, but he came in, it was like the instant impact that we're talking about. I'm curious how much more we're going to see of him at the five. I mean, I think with guys like Luca, I think it definitely helps because mobility, mm -hmm. like you said, it allows him to be in space to be able to retreat and not have to retreat early because he thinks he can't get there. Cause some bigs just have to drop early, right? Because they know they can't get from point A to point B when yeah. Luca's doing what he's doing to stop the lob and make sure he doesn't shoot the three. They got to They got to commit fully to one or the other. And I think he's able to be in a space where he can kind of dig at the ball. Like you said, give OG time and still be able to get back. If the guy's a lob threat or if he's popping. And then it also speaks to the mobility of the backside of the defense. So him understanding who else is on the court with him allows him to play the game the right Scotty. way too. Scotty's back there, so you're in good exactly. shape. <laughs> so he's yeah. able. So he's able to, and he knows that. So he yeah. plays the play with confidence. There's no guessing. Mm. How do you think this rotation is going to look when the Raptors are healthy? Like I don't know what's going on with Christian Coloco, and I just hope he's all all good, obviously. But you know, Precious Achua comes back, and as I said earlier, it gets pretty murky for one or two players. I'm not sure how it's going to work out, but uh, yeah, like Precious is going to play. It seems like at least one more person is going to have to, you know, be out of the top 10. Grady played six minutes yesterday. Uh, he shot, it was 0 of 1. He had two turnovers, unfortunately. He finally got caught on one of those jump passes, by the way. Yep. I thought of you when I saw that. Yep. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen at some point. <laughs> I, I, I saw the turnover coming before it happened. Yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. And I'm not speaking bad. He just was moving so fast on the possession. Mm -hmm. like the possession just kind of it was turned into a scramble he didn't know what he wanted to do with it drove baseline was trying to it sounded a little bit turned around and when i saw that ball come above his head and he left the ground i was like oh this is going the other way yeah like yeah. It, it's just from seeing it so many times right and it's just another thing like it's like we speak about the game slowing down mm. that's where that that's where we speak that same thing we were talking about like he had no reason to be in such a rush in that moment he's just so excited to make a play and wants to make a play so bad. And that's something that's going to take time. And speaking as far as the rotation guys right now, he's the one guy you got to look at, right? Because the wings are so good and playing so well 
he he's the one that 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 loses a little bit of time, depending on the night, depending on the size of the other team, depending on the other team's rotation or foul trouble. But he's got to stay ready. But I yeah. think just speaking right off the top of my head, he's the one right now, and he's got the most to learn. Yeah. And when you're trying to win, every night's not the night to throw him in the fire. Sure. But then you can and, start to lose confidence. Yeah. And, I mean, if they're going to get onto a bit of a, a roll here and they're going to start winning some games, yeah. and hopefully that is the case, um, the every minute becomes that much more valuable. And if the exactly. bench, you know, along with some – they're still doing some tickering, but I'm just thinking about your know, situations where maybe a Jalen McDaniels could play, but then I think you have – Precious Achua, like they offer similar kinds of things and you're probably going to want to play Precious. So I don't know, like it maybe I'm just speculating here, but you know, Grady Dick, if yeah. he does end up out of the rotation, then you just insert Precious. That could be your top 10. It's Gary, Malachi, Otto, Chris, and Precious. I don't know. And who's this, who's to say next game, if Precious doesn't play and Grady gets another chance, he doesn't have 15 off the bench and makes yeah. some great plays and does that really mm -hmm. sends him escalates his chance to stay in the rotation, right? I think it's the way it should be is pl you play the guys who are playing the best and you just continue yeah. to stay open to it. You don't, you don't obviously bench a guy for one bad night, but you just kind of like monitor everything. And maybe mm -hmm. some guys get a little tired and they just need a couple of nights where they don't play 22 minutes and sure. Grady gets 10 and the other guy gets 17. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or, or 15, whatever. I'm, that math wasn't right, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I got you. Yeah. Um, and you keep the fresh bodies on the floor. And it could depend if a guy's really got it going and that guy's struggling, you give Grady a shot just to give a different energy and a different body on him, right? It's, it's so many things and so many factors, but hopefully that you're able to keep it balanced. And it won't hurt Grady to go play in the G League. It won't. It won't hurt Grady to go uh, get games. Yeah. It won't hurt him to get 35-minute night games, right? nights where he walks in the arena and knows he can get 20 shots and he's going to be able to play through a couple mistakes if it happens because then you stop thinking about the mistakes. Right now, mm -hmm. the mistakes seem so big to him because he thinks the mistake is the reason he's coming out of the game. And it's not. It's just to be able to teach you the value yeah. of your minutes. Like you said, like the minutes are going to become more and more valuable. I have to teach you the value of the minutes so you treat them valuable. And by the way, the Raptors down to five, first game is tomorrow. So they're ready to go. <laughs> yeah. and, I, um, and, and and another guy speaking from experience, that's a great thing to go do. My second year, I asked to go. I wanted to go. I did not play. want it. Yeah. I, did, I wanted to play. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to play. I, it's only so many workouts I can do taking cabs to the arena before the game and one-on-ones I can do with Ronnie Price and Morris Allman. And, like, you know what I mean? There's so many – there's only so many things that I can do like that that keep me, as mm -hmm. a guy who wants to hoop, keep me satisfied. Like, I can't grow. We can't, and Don't get me wrong. We challenge each other. We push each other. I got scars on my forearms now from Ronnie Price scratching me. So, <laughs> But I mean, like, to, to really learn the game and really be able to play the whole game, I need the five-on-five. Five. I need the, 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 the experience of feeling the, the pressures of the game. Yeah. Dope pod, bro. Enjoyed this one. Anything Good else one. on CJ's notes? Um, no. Uh first play for OG. We spoke about that. Uh the ball was really moving too. There's a possession early in that game where that ball just swings around, swings around, swings around, and OG gets another look. It's mo it was moving well. Even though they took a lot of concession threes, there are a lot of really good possessions. Mm -hmm. Um 
spoke about Scotty's feet off that screen. I wrote that down because it just popped out at me when I saw it. That was the shooter in me, obviously. Pascal, post-ups, eating down there. Yeah. Rushing threes. Super great pace. Chris Boucher, Malachi. We spoke on everything that was in my notes. There we go. Good stuff. I did look up that play from Scotty on uh, the Derek Jones Jr. closeout. Mm-hmm. Now, Derek did ma- make the shot, but very impressive stuff. The fact that he yeah. got there. Yeah. He got over there. It was It's so crazy. Yeah. And it's just effort, right? Like, obviously, he's cheating because he gets to be 6'10 with great feet <laughs> and fast, but like, he did it though. Like, <laughs> it's true. No, it's true. This is yeah. this is why he's such a talented, uh, talented player and why you're, you're, we're so intrigued by what his future yeah. could. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hold, so cuz um, we can go down a list of a bunch of 610 mobile guys that are in the NBA now. That's like the prototype and they don't do that. Mm-mm. Nope. So they there don't. you go. There's 6'8 guys that don't do it either. <laughs> Man, yeah. There's little guys who are super fast that don't do it. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for, for tuning in. Like, subscribe on YouTube. Everything. We appreciate All that y'all. stuff. Hey, what's it like? <laughs> Peace. eBay, what's it like? What's it like? What's it like to see the moment? Feel yourself growing. This is greatness that I'm showing. Close your eyes, I'm still glowing. Close the door, I'm still going. This is grand business. Have a seat and be a witness. Hey, what's it like?